0: folks to faith family and friends i've got uh, a great guest out tonight. um bruce carroll we've had a couple great guests bruce how's it hey going
1: yeah. i'm doing great how are you doing
0: doing all right bro uh, Great. we had the privilege of having paul smith last week from the imperials and now uh we've got you it's been uh, what four years maybe five years since I had you on the radio up in Maine, and we uh, did an interview uh, on the phone, so with the advent of uh, Zoom, because of COVID, thank God for good things out of all that, right. um, I've had the chance to do a number of CCM artists through the years, and it's been a real privilege for me, as I, I've shared this with uh, Leon Patello, Dallas Holm, Brian Duncan, I think we said this to Paul Smith, but... It's almost like a full circle come around for those of us over 60 or over 50 who grew up with CCM music and uh, and it, it was just such an integral part of our lives especially if we, we got saved in our early years teens uh, cutting our teeth on music that was more than just hymns mm-hmm. uh, and nothing against the hymns but to be able to thank uh, you guys for, for allowing the Lord to use you and your music to I'm just going to be frank to actually uh, help disciple us. Um, and, yeah, I could go on and tell folks uh, who aren't familiar, younger crowds, I guess, of uh, Bruce's music. But, folks, uh, Bruce has been a tributor for the Lord for, what, 34 years of music? Since, a while, uh, a long time, it seems. has been a long time. <laughs> uh, we could, he has, he's got seven Dove Awards and two Grammys for his music. But not only does, does Bruce uh, sing and play well, he also writes music. And we'll, we'll delve into some of that in a moment. Uh, a question I sometimes like to ask uh, folks, how does that process work for you? And, and we'll do that in a moment, but uh, take us back to when you grew up and what kind of musical influences that you had in your life. Uh, was your household one that was always playing the radio or albums, um, singing along, uh, church-going family. What what, uh, what? was your kind of background in terms of music and, and faith?
1: Well, I did not come from a Christian family. Uh, they weren't anti-Christian. They just sort of floated around in the ether, I think. Okay. <clears throat> um, we didn't Good go to church hurt. and... Neither of my of my parents when I was growing up were believers were followers of Jesus. I would like to report that they ultimately came to be and uh, both of them are uh, in um, heaven with the Lord now. So that's always comforting. Um, Yeah. uh, Early on, uh, I did. I did come from a very musical family and that there was always music going on in the house. You know, the record player was on playing a wide variety of uh, stuff from, oh, Peter, Paul and Mary, uh, you know, Gordon Lightfoot during the great, as James Taylor would call it, the great folk scare. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, like some blues, blind Willie McTell, Odetta, uh, Dave Van Ronk. Uh, and, then, and then the Beatles came along in uh, 1964 and that changed everything or so many of us uh, but uh, both of my older brothers were singer sort of songwriters they both uh-huh. played acoustic guitar my sister sang uh-huh. my uh, mom played the uh, piano nicely and she had a she had a beautiful voice whatever she sang my uh, dad was actually a uh, tap dancer and a singer in vaudeville when he was younger Wow. And uh, and uh, he used to entertain the troops when he was in the South Pacific. So, so I guess you could say that yeah, music was always going on in my in my home as a as a as a kid. Yes. So it was just a natural thing to ask for an acoustic guitar uh, when I was ten. Okay. And uh, my uh, mom actually got it for me with SNH green stamps. I don't know if you remember this. Most yes, yes. most people won't, but you and I will. Uh, and you know, and it was just a basic, hard to play. You know, like they didn't know any better. Uh, yeah. You know, the boy needs an acoustic guitar. Let's let's go get him one. I've yeah. saved up a bunch of these sH green stamps. Yeah. Uh, but you know that was that was the uh, first one that I had, and I worked at it hard, and yeah. I got to be good enough to where they thought wow, you know, he's not bad, and you know, and like he comes home every day from school, and he plays it, and he learns chords, uh-huh. and he complains all the time about it being a terrible guitar, and hard to play, so I think we'll get him a better one,
0: wow. so they
1: did, that and way. that was, that was kind of how it all, it all started, and I just worked hard okay. at it, I always loved it, and by the time I was 12, 13 years old, I was actually pretty good
0: at it. Well, so when you picked the guitar, did you did you find some natural talent with the ability to perhaps listen to a song and play it by ear? Yes. Um, or you kind of had to work it, or maybe a little both.
1: Yeah, both. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, along with the guitar from S and H Green Stamps, uh, I got a big fat Mel Bay chord book, and so I learned as many chords as I could. Mm-hmm. And one day it just started to work. Like mm-hmm. I learned what the chords sound so- sounded like. Yeah. And I began to be able to listen to a song and say to myself, oh, well, that song's in the key of D, or that song's in the key of C or G. Yeah. Yeah. And as I would follow the song, I sort of just intuitively knew, knew the chords and right. knew how to play it. Yes. And, um, you know, I never really, I, I mean, even when I was in high school, which I instantly dropped out of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I took a little bit of theory. Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to read or write music. And so, you know, I guess you could say that I've always been a a guitar player by ear.
0: Uh Yeah, much like my my mom who grew up and she learned to play the piano by ear and try to take lessons, but they were harsh on her. So she quit. And (laughs) I would send her cassette tapes while I was in college at Evangel, Missouri. And she would learn the music by the time I get home for summer break or vacation. And I always marveled at that anybody that could do that, yeah, uh, just a simple basic chords or whatever, and then right. move from that to intuitively, as you said,
1: right. So, What's well, a gift, you know? I mean, is. it's just exactly. something. I mean, I didn't even work on developing it. It just sort of one day I sort of yeah. realized I could do that.
0: That's great! Wow. So, what music genre did you gravitate toward in terms of the songs that you began to pick up if, play by ear
1: yeah so it was of course the Beatles at first um, yeah. you know and, and and a handful of Peter Paul and Mary folk songs and stuff yeah. and then uh, uh, I would I would have to say that it was the you know singer songwriter uh, you know certainly the James Taylor Crosby stills yes. Nash Young and and you know that whole explosion a guy and a guitar
0: yes right
1: and um, I just felt like that was my comfort zone that was that was where I was the happiest you know and 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 so that's what I wanted to be and uh when I was in high school I remember I was in a garage band I was actually in a garage band with Christopher Cross crazy Crazy the trivia but but uh I had to kind of make make the decision between being an electric guitar player and an acoustic player both of those instruments Even though they're tuned the same and they got six strings, they're, they're, they're played vastly different.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: So, you know, I was also, you know, I was in high school, I liked girls and it was a whole lot easier to just throw an acoustic guitar on your back and go to a party and, you know, pull it out and serenade them with James Taylor songs, as opposed to, you know, having to carry a heavy electric with an amplifier and they had to have power and, yeah. So. So, so I uh, uh, pretty pretty much staked my my acoustic guitar claim when I was in high school.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome! Wow. So um, when did you uh, when did you come to faith, and can you share with us a little bit of uh, how that came to be, and in, in your search for the Lord and, and uh, the music background that you had.
1: So I uh, began to play in some local area clubs and some coffee houses when I was about 15 uh, in uh, Texas. And, um, and it, you know, I mean, this is this is the 60s, you know? So, so uh, you know, it was like peace, love, rock and roll. If it feels good, do it, you know? Uh, what is it? Tune on, turn on, tune in, drop out. Yes, yes. And so I uh spent a lot of time doing doing drugs and drinking a whole lot and taking a lot of hallucinogenics and but uh music was my life uh and I was doing everybody else's music, you know, the top 40 songs that everybody wanted to hear in the clubs and uh cover
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Cover songs and and mm-hmm. uh and so, you know, I went about that for a number of years. And um, we all know, man, that at some point in time, mm-hmm. we're going to be faced with the, the big question. Yes. Like, what is life? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's got to be something more out there than just this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, you know, how do we deal with our emotions and our feelings and. And you know, is there a God? And you know, I mean, I have to say that when I was on some of those hallucinogenics, some of those questions popped into my mind, you know, when I'd be looking at the moon or the stars, or yeah. you know, even then God's God's beauty was amplified and blowing my mind. And mm-hmm. I didn't have any place to put that, you know, mm-hmm. like where does this come from and how does this happen, you know? And and so, you know, you just sort of start searching, and that's what I was doing and uh, I came to the point through God's kindness um, to where I was just a miserable soul, uh because uh music wasn't happening, I wasn't really getting out of the club scene uh I had tried to write some songs, but they weren't very good, and nobody particularly liked them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I was having a hard time not making a fool of myself with some drug mm-hmm. every weekend. so, you know, if you're if uh, one is trying to be sober because they're realizing it, I mean, I didn't even need to have a personal relationship with God to know that what I was doing wasn't working.
0: Yes. Exactly.
1: So so I got I, you know, I got got to the point to where I didn't want to be that guy anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to go to after that, but, you know, so I started getting real jobs, you know, like I was a, I was a carpenter for a while. I washed windows for a while. I was a welder for a while. And that was, you know, part of my journey to, you know, to stay out of clubs and stay off the drugs and just try to, you know, make enough money to eat Mm -mm. and, you know, pay my bills. And um, so I did that for a while and kind of left music way behind you know uh and in fact i got to the point to where i sold everything that i had i didn't even have a guitar anymore oh and uh so you know i worked hard because all us carols have got this real strong work ethic and mm-hmm. you know, we're driven we've got a, you know some type a in us so so i was making enough money to take care of myself bought a house mm-hmm. but there was always just that nagging emptiness you know that like, what is this all for? You know, like in my quiet times at night, looking at the ceiling,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: would, I would ruminate on there's, there's just gotta be more than this. Going to work, coming home, paying the bills, you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, So uh, I got, I got back into some, into some drug use and it got me in trouble, got me Fired from a couple of jobs. And uh, and then I couldn't pay my bills. And I was going to lose my house because I got way behind. Mm-hmm. And it was at this time that my older brother, Milton, who I looked up to, I was a huge fan. He was my hero. And mm-hmm. uh, we used to go out drinking together and partying together and getting in fights together. Not with each other. He was yeah. all up here than me. And I didn't want to fight him. But so he got he. Came to Christ in 1978. Now he'd been out on the road with Willie Nelson. Oh, he had a record deal. Really, really awesome singer-songwriter guy. Well, he calls me one day and tells me that he got saved. And you know, I didn't even know what that meant. But yeah, at the time, and to you know, just sort of truncate it. Uh, what happened was God used him to minister to me to show me the need that I had for Christ. And Milton just wouldn't wouldn't let me go, you know. I mean, he would just witness to me over and over. It took over a year, you know. And, he'd call and he called me a badge, me, sent me a Bible with my name on it, and quoted scripture uh, to me all the time. How long? Uh,
0: how much older uh, was he, or is he from you?
1: you let were... me see. He would be. Uh, I'm sixty eight, so he's uh, seventy three. So seventy three. Yeah. Six years.
0: Six years. Yeah. And
1: so you know, I mean. And he was actually doing this to the whole family, you know, I mean, he sent everybody a Bible and, you know, he called everybody, you know, tell them about Jesus all the time. But he was, he was really being strategic and working on me first. So uh, August 15th, 1979 is when I came to the crossroads and um, realized that I was just hopeless and uh, that there wasn't anything I could do to, you know, to fill that void
2: Mm.
1: I mean there wasn't anything that I knew to do but Milton his life was so different he was such a different dude
0: you could see the change I'm sure
1: oh he was completely changed and he had peace and purpose and joy and and he was just transformed into this different guy Mm -hmm. so you know and all these scriptures that he would quote to me (laughs) Over the phone about being a new creation, old things pass away, and how I could have peace and purpose and victory, and and I wanted a piece of that.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought, you
1: know, that sounds pretty freaking good to me.
0: <laughs> Better than and a uh, so I
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I just cried out to the Lord, Amen. all by myself in my living room in Denver, Colorado, yeah. and uh, that's when it happened, August fifteenth, nineteen seventy nine, and so that 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 changed obviously the trajectory of my life I uh, fell in love with Jesus the Lord led me to a great church led me led me to a wonderful woman who became my wife led me to men that discipled me mm-hmm. in uh, God's word and um, I've been at it ever since
0: that's awesome wow what a, what a uh, legacy that God has you know infiltrated into you and and uh you, your your brother must have been psyched when he when you <laughs> told him the news I can't imagine because the way you're describing him is he's all out there wanting his family to get saved and and then you uh, were the first one I'm thinking right, and then other siblings and your mom yeah
1: and... yeah i was his I was his beta test, and uh <laughs> when i when I came to christ, i mean I had to call him and tell him you know. Because that's what you do. I mean, you know, it's a supernatural thing. Yes, it is. you know when we when, when we enter into a relationship with God and the transformative power of the Holy Spirit mm. kicks in, it changes everything and 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 so I just wanted to call him and tell him that that had happened. And yeah, the day I called him and told him, he had been fasting for over a week, wow. and praying. and uh, so, when I called and through tears and trying to tell him what had happened, he was he was thrilled and sure. you know we both cried over the phone and and uh, yeah and then uh, I was the first and then everybody else in my family eventually mm-hmm. came to Christ.
0: That's amazing! Wow. Yeah. So your first, uh, did you go back on the road? Did you uh, end up buying your instruments back or buy new guitars and-
1: Well, so so as it as it turns out, uh, you know, like I can look back on all this and I see the order in God's hand in it. Uh, I mean, I wasn't ready to do anything with music yet. Mm -hmm. Not not to mention the fact I didn't even know that there was Christian music. I had no idea. So this this woman that uh, my older brother met because she waited on him. Mm -hmm at a restaurant uh and he asked her if she was a christian she said well, as a matter of fact i am and they said well my little brother just got saved and he needs a good church and she said well i have a good church and so anyway i ended up going to that church and meeting her mm-hmm. and she was uh, four years older in the lord so you know i'm just a drop dead beautiful woman so I um ultimately chased her for about two and a half years and she finally surrendered and this will be our 40th year but 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 we kind of started to date sort of and so the first time that I was over at her house it had been I don't know we'd been dating maybe two or three months Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and so she finally invited me to her to her house Uh And there was an old K acoustic guitar behind her chair in the living room. And I said, I mean, she didn't even know I played the guitar or sing uh, because we it just never came up. Right. So um, so I said, oh, a guitar. You mind if I play it? Mm-hmm. She said, no. Do you know how to play? And I said, well, oh.
0: how long had it been since you had picked one up?
1: Oh, I don't know. Over a year, probably. A year. Yeah, you know, and so you know, and so I just picked it up and 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 you know, and so like I started to do a little James Taylor just yesterday morning. You let me know you were gone. Yeah, you know, and like she was all agog, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And one of the first things that that she said, Mm -hmm. and neither one of us will ever forget it, was Mm -hmm. God's going to do something really big with you. Oh, wow. She's prophesying.
2: So (laughs) so I
1: said, well, how's that work? (laughs) What do you mean? And she Mm -hmm. said, well, you you could write songs. You could make a record. You could get out there and share them. And I said, how do you do that? I mean, like, are there people doing that and yeah. she said yeah and so she turned me on the love song and dj thomas and yes. michael and terry talbot and mm-hmm. uh, you know like she turned me on to she these album yeah and i started to listen to them and was just blown away that there were people <laughs> writing songs to the lord mm-hmm. and taking them out on the road and singing them so yeah. she i mean she was. She's always been so instrumental in me doing that. She's mm-hmm. always pushed me to do that. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's no way I would be who I am today without her.
0: Oh, God I knew so, what you doing when he placed her in your path. Obviously. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so you know, she she's got a powerful testimony. She was in a in a religious cult, disappeared for months, and was mm-hmm. kidnapped out. And so she was out in churches speaking. Mm-hmm. And she asked me to learn some, you know, like a couple of Paul Clark songs, I think, and a Paul
0: Clark, yeah.
1: BJ Thomas song. And she said, "I want you to open for me." And I said, "I can't, I can't do that." You you mean you want me to sing these songs in front of people in church? I can't do that. I mean, I was petrified, you know. I mean, like I've not ever performed to anybody without being a little
0: yeah right Under affected the no, <laughs> but yeah and so that's just how it all started just crazy yeah so your first song that you that you wrote can you remember what what that was and what the process well, was like or was it a sudden epiphany here, here comes the question i said that i i always trying to ask people is what is the process like do you you just suddenly feel uh vision coming on and the words just sort of automatically come or do you know and maybe maybe that happened for you later in some of the tunes that you've written but tell us about that first one and what was what was it
1: uh no no it wasn't a sudden epiphany it was just no. you know sitting at a at a dining room table with a pad of paper and pencil and no. and just yeah. you know just just trying to write some lines that Made sense and sort of rhymed, you know. Uh, the uh, name of my first song was called "New Day,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but it wasn't. But it wasn't an encouraging song. It was. It was. You know, because I was like still in the throes of. Uh, I mean, it took me a long time to get as screwed up as I was. So you know, I just didn't instantly, you know, oh. become some amazing guy. Uh, <laughs> In fact, I'm still working on that, but, you know, it was, uh, I don't, I don't even remember it, but it was, you know, but it was something like, and it's a new day, but probably be a blue day, and I don't see where it
2: matters anymore,
1: <laughs> you know, so I was still, you know, I was still trying to work it out, man, and, uh, so, you know, needless to say, I didn't, I, I don't, well, I've never done that song in concert, if you know what I mean.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: right. Because I sort of moved beyond mm-hmm. that whole, you know, defeatist, well, things are good today, but I'm waiting yeah. for the other shoe to drop and knock me up something.
0: <laughs> Murphy's Law kind of song. Right. Yeah, right. So, but, you know, I mean,
1: like it was just a process, bro. It, it was, it mm-hmm. was, uh, I mean, you really can't write about something that you don't know something about. You know, I mean, we can't give away something that we don't have. So, experience. You know, like I knew basic songwriting,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I didn't, I didn't really know how to write yet. So, so it was just a process coming at it from a redeemed perspective mm-hmm. and knowing the Lord enough to write about him, uh, you know, which just took time, you know, and yeah, exactly. in the word and yeah. Yeah. going to church and studying the scriptures, you know, cause there's a whole God's deep. and you know like his word is just a miracle and you know so so i just had to grow up in in the lord and learn how to communicate the relationship that i had with him now i will say that pretty early on there was a there was a writing direction that i seem to have been led to okay i was not uh one of these real vertical everything's going to be okay, tie it up with a bow at the end of the song,
0: because,
1: you know, life was still very messy, and, uh, you know, there were, there were times when I had to struggle with my unbelief, and, you know, and, uh, you know, why aren't things better, Uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, God, I'm serving you, and I'm Mm -hmm. taking a stand for you, and, but yet, You know, I'm having to go through this. You know, and so I just think as a writer, we, you know, we certainly have the word as an anchor and as an instructor, but we figure out a way to marry that with real life. And, And so I, I sort of became a storyteller pretty early on, you know, songs that told a story. Yeah. You know, not like Don Francisco Mm-hmm. Or yeah, you know
0: kind of yeah from the church, Right,
1: you know, like it was yeah. more about real life situations and circumstances that I encountered God in the middle of. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And you know, like uh I wrote a song years mm-hmm. ago called I'm Still Here and that and that and that sort of has that in it, where which says
2: that Sometimes there, sometimes there are no easy answers. Yet my promise remains true, I may not take your trials away. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I mean, we need yeah. to learn that oh, in that life is. there's trial. Yes. Yes. And, exactly. you know, life is hard and we're not going to escape that. But I'll always
2: take you through. You know,
1: yeah. so, you know, songs that dealt with the hard things in life, but mm-hmm. at least had a, you know, a positive spin on it because god's in control and everything's going to be yeah
0: you when you first mentioned how that you came to faith i i was struck by how you described it not a lot of people do and it doesn't make their experience or story any less believable i'm not implying that but when you said uh something to the effect that you fell in love with jesus you had this love relationship and that's exactly what it is and so as you began to write those songs from your own experience with him as as he was growing you in the lord uh some sometime uh during that process uh writing story songs you you actually began to write other people's stories and putting these uh sometimes miracles hide great tune um helping the body christ to actually enter into the wounds and the brokenness of people who are unwed but are, are pregnant or broken in, in whatever kind of way. And, and even though there's that positive end, we come to it. We don't come to it in a flat, two-dimensional way. It's a three-dimensionality. It's, it's like real characters because it's real life. And I think people have appreciated that. Maybe that's why the Grammys and the Dove, and I'm sure you're not one that's all about the awards. I know you aren't. But yet, having had them, it's almost, it's like the fans' way of saying thank you. Bruce, for, for, um, for singing what my heart was feeling. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you know, and I learned early on, I mean, even as a kid, songs would, would, would hit me. Yeah. yeah. As I got older and came to Christ, what I realized is that people just want to be related to somebody. I mean, I want to know that somebody knows how I feel. so when i when i hear a song that is crafted that really nails me for exactly how i feel and really how everybody feels uh you know at one one point and then you then you marry that with a beautiful melody and a chord structure you know i mean god is the god of the frequencies and the chords and the music you know i mean he's the one that gave that to us so you know so we're just using the music that's out there and marrying it to the subject content and that you know vulnerable place of hey i'm going through this and maybe you're going through it too and yeah. you know
0: yeah we're gonna the, be okay That's a it's a miracle how they you, you use the word marry and you're correct how they uh, there's a synergy to that marriage i guess you could say yeah. where it's uncanny I have, a, I have a good friend who's uh writes his own music maybe he's watching tonight and he's played for years he he has his own uh, own side job, but he loves music. He plays a 12-string guitar. I don't remember what the word was, maybe you would, but where the sound of the song is, is like the lyric in the song. It's, it's hard to describe except to share with you uh, the experience I had one time when I first heard Asher Cotton Farewell by Molly uh, Madison and Jay Unger from. Ken Burns Civil War series, and when I first somebody played this, uh, it's they set Sullivan Balu's letter to his wife as he's dying uh, in his journal to this music, and it's the music and the tune. It sounds like an old tune, but it's not. Yeah, and it's almost like when you hear the music before you even hear the speech or the the background vocals from Ken Burns' uh, documentary, you knew that it was that. Yeah. It's something about the sound of of the, the violin and the and the I don't know how to describe it, but no, I know exactly God what said, you mean. He gave me a name because I guess he had studied something, but isn't that amazing? That's that's the miracle of it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and so when I was a little kid, there was this uh show that came on television called Exodus or Maybe it was the greatest story ever told. In Exodus was in it, but I think it was a movie called Exodus. You know, the you know the Jews coming out of the wilderness, and uh-huh. um, you know, and so that song, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think the song's called Exodus. It's just yeah. a gorgeous piece of music. Mm-hmm. And the first time I heard that, even as a little kid, not know anything about God, right. nobody ever sharing Jesus with me. It 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 floored me. Yeah, I mean, it moved me to tears. You know,
0: sometimes you can't explain why, except right. it makes sense later when you when you find God or when you read a lyric from it or know right. the story behind it. It's, it's incredible.
1: Right. Yeah. And then it was way after when I actually read read the lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, uh, this land is mine. God gave this land to me. Mm -hmm. it just was such a perfect musical vehicle to transport those lyrics and you know and so as songwriters it's you know it's really important to look at a lyric or you know even a title you know a hook and try to try to craft Mm -hmm. just the right vehicle that that lyric can get into and ride out into the highways and byways and mystery people.
0: And maybe the process, as you can share this too, is, uh, it, it's a process because we're so busy and our minds are so full of other things that sometimes we might have to put that thing on the back burner. I know when I'm doing my writing and my journaling, writing poetry, and all, I get stuck, I, I, can't, I can't force it. I've got to mm-hmm. lay it aside and, and <laughs> let it rest and simmer in the juices of Whatever anointing or, or whatever it was then, because now somebody's calling the phone, or you know, right. I've got something well, that's challenging me. So, yeah. Right.
1: Well, and it's that fine balance between wrestling a song down,
0: yeah,
1: right, and put it, put it. and yeah. coming to the point to where you know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna percolate on this for a while. Put I'm put gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it to the side yeah. because because it's not, it's not going where it needs to go. And I don't know how to get it there. And so, you know, I've done that a bunch of times, you know, and then there's these blessings that, and I don't mind people saying, I've heard a lot of folks say, well, you know, God gave me this song. Yeah. I, I don't say that uh, mm-hmm. just cause I've got this hang up about it, I guess. You know, I mean, if God's going to give me a song, it's going to be perfect. Right. And, you know, and it's going to be, you know, like it's going to change the whole world. Uh, I would I would I would like to think, you know, and this is my own thing that I'm a child of the king. I'm inspired. Everything that I do comes out of this well,
0: uh,
1: you know, the well of salvation and relationship in Jesus. So. You know, and he's given me a brain, he's given me it, you know, yeah. a gift that I need to learn how to be skillful at.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, I'm the one that wrote it, but you know, he's the one that gave me the wherewithal yeah. to do it, and certainly the inspiration. Now, there are some times, you know, I mean,
0: mm-hmm. there
1: have been a handful yeah. of times when mm-hmm. I've gone back and listened to a song and gone, No way, I wrote that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so,
1: I mean. I mean, I did. I remember where I was, you know, I was in the room with Paul Smith and we wrote above and beyond. Yeah. But I'm like thinking, man, it came so easy and it just is so right. The phrasing and the, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, the
1: meter and the music, it's just so right. And then Bubba Smith did such a great job producing it. And I look, you know, like whenever I've had an opportunity to hear that song, even after years, mm-hmm. I just marvel at it. Like, man, there is, I mean, I can't even believe that I had anything to do with that.
0: Cool. That's like when I, when I asked Dallas Home about, is he, a lot like how you're sharing. He, he could only cite two or three where that kind of thing did happen. And he certainly right. had to confess that it was rise again and i saw the lord
1: i was gonna say i bet it was i saw the lord
0: yeah, i was that yeah. was that was both of those but especially i saw the lord just came like a download but i'm yeah. reminded of the scripture where it says the spirit of the lord is subject to the prophets so yeah. it is an exchange great exchange uh,
2: <laughs> between yeah. the lord and, and us one, one of yeah
0: yeah so wow um before you play a song to close us with and, and if you don't mind i would love to pray for you um what are you doing now? Catch us up. You still a troubadour for the Lord?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I will. I will always be like that until, like I've told all of my friends. Uh, once I start sounding like the Cowardly Lion, when I sing, you know, do the at the great, you know, I just I just don't want to do that.
0: No, of course not. but, well, fortunately, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, probably just good genes from my from my mom or my dad. I'm actually singing and playing better than I ever have and um, I have been a worship leader I've been leading worship just about every week of my life somewhere
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, full-time since about 96 you know and I still do concerts and I still sing at seminars and uh, retreats and stuff so Right now, we uh, spend six months of the year. I'm actually in the back of a mobile home that we have uh, rented for us in uh, Palm Desert, California. I'm on staff as a as an associate chaplain and worship chaplain at a uh, resort out here for six months of the year. Wow. And uh, I'll be I'll be done here April 27th. And then we'll go back to our home in uh, Memphis and I'm going to be consulting with the church for eight weeks in uh, Franklin mm-hmm. and uh, and then I've got some concerts and uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of guest worship leading as well until I come back out here next next fall. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm staying busy. Uh, I still write. I still sing. I still play. I still love to lead worship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I still do concerts and
0: so for those concerts of people, go to your website? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: There is a way for anybody to email me if they're interested in having me, um, you know, come to your church or your home or your coffee house or whatever. Great, wow.
0: Do you ever get together with the uh, other classic CCM guys? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, that's great,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, Paul Clark was supposed to stay here two weekends ago, but he wasn't able to make it. He was actually singing at church in Redlands. Mm Uh, uh, Bob Bennett's Mm -hmm. out here. Scott, Wesley Brown's out here. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I'm, when I'm back in, uh, Memphis every month, there's a CCM old dudes luncheon. It's called.
0: That's cool. And
1: we get together, me and Phil Kagey and the Petra guys. And, uh, just a whole bunch of us, uh, David Meese, Gary Chapman, you know, probably 20 to 30 of us.
0: Wow.
1: Once a month, we get together, we, we break bread together, we eat a meal, we pray for each other and just sort of rejoice in the fact that we survived intact.
0: You
2: know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it's good to hear you mention David, David Meese because I haven't seen or heard anything from, from well, him. Well, he's been while. sitting. Tessie, oh will be brave. yeah. Uh,
1: he's been he man, body? he's been through it over the last probably two and a half years, but it looks yeah. like he's he's Good gonna stuff. be okay. Yeah, like he had COVID twice.
0: Did he? Wow. Yeah, that's that's tough.
1: And he has some other
0: yeah,
1: issues that, that I'll let him tell you about.
0: Yeah. Well, if you talk to him, um, please mention that we do this often on our show, I Would love to oh, I feel so blessed. It says I have with you tonight, I want to ask you. As my wife and I were headed to, to work um, at the Christian School where we work at this morning, going through some of your tunes, uh, I heard uh, the BGVs uh, from Gary Chapman on "Shadow and Light." Am I correct that that he sang sometimes on your on your records? And on that song, close. close. You know, I like mean,
1: I'm, I mean, it could have been Gary because okay. he sounds a whole lot like Ron Hemby did that.
0: Oh, Ron Hemby, okay. Because yeah. he was with yeah. the Imperials, right?
1: Yes. For some and time. So that was Ron Hemby and uh, Kelly Willard.
0: Okay. And Kelly a
1: guy will- named Jeff Roach, who was my keyboard player for a number of
0: years. Wow. All right. Well, take us out with a tune. Uh, um, okay. Surprise me.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Well, this, this will be a surprise. Because it's uh, one of the newer ones and it's called empty nest pardon me
0: some of us are experiencing that right now
1: well and this is for all for everyone and all of you that are because i did
2: thought i missed miss the noise it's quiet around here the hum of all the racket filled this house for years baby crying for a bottle did you really brush your teeth no you can't sleep with the dog better listen we both stayed busy working towards the same dream it was god and children and you and me we kept plates spinning in the middle of There were cars and there were keys, there were Friday night games, they had too many friends to remember their names, we could smell it on their breath, trying hard to hide the smoke, there were lots of hearts and rules getting constantly we both stayed busy working towards the same dream. It was God and children, and you and me. We kept. down the road he's waiting on kids that rarely come we both stay busy working towards the same dream it was god and children but it's you and me you here forever in this emptiness. Love you forever in this emptiness.
0: You must have been led to do that. Thanks nice for making me shed a few tears, bro my allergies are acting up. <laughs> How about them bears, man? Man, I'm telling you. Yeah. Wow. Thank no, you, Bruce. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, that
1: was the uh, story of me and Nikki's life, right? right? I bet it was.
0: How many kids you guys have? Four. Four. We've got three. So I'm sure you've got some grandkids.
1: We, we have five.
0: Five, yeah. Wow, the old dog. That was a great one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well listen, uh, we we're got to catch up again. We'll do this again, perhaps uh when you're uh you get some time um and, anytime
1: uh, bro i'm happy yeah. to talk to you anytime Ralph. thank you for reaching it, out to me man
0: yeah we our church is uh, i'm actually pastoring here in fulton we've got this big backyard that the former pastor years ago used to do these great big southern gospel gigs and i would love to bring ccm classics bring you guys from memphis the way you do your little thing and and uh, have this this whole thing and uh, maybe we can work that out so that'd be great you'll be you'll be all the list let me pray we would
1: all love to do it speaking for the other guys we would yes. love to do it
0: okay any needs that i can pray for you um, well nikki uh, yeah.
1: uh my uh beloved nikki has got health issues she oh, okay. uh about 18 months ago uh was diagnosed with lupus And now it's sort of transformed into a full-blown connective tissue disorder uh disease. And it's really it's an insidious thing, man. It you know, she's lost 45 pounds and she hurts all the time, and it's it's hard for her to get around. And, you know, it's just attacking the connective tissue in her organs. And you know, I get to do all the housework and clean and you know, and I get to take care of her like she did for us for so many years but oh, sure would be nice if the lord touched her and healed her and gave her a yeah. little bit well quite a bit better quality of life than she has now
0: i will pray for her for that great
1: right, thank you i had
0: that in our family in our family and a good friend that uh, had lupus so uh
1: it's it, uh, it's, it's bad it's,
0: it's systemic isn't it of yeah the, it is body and so all right well let's pray father okay. in jesus name i just want to lay hands on the screen here uh, and just pray for Nikki, Lord. I know that you're the God who heals. Uh, you heal me in a meningitis, and friends and family members who are watching. And I know that it's a story. Two weeks old, and I would have died. Uh, God, you the no respect to persons, and we know that that um, uh, you you heal in other ways sometimes. But we're praying right now for you mm-hmm. to heal right there, right now on this earth, and give Nikki, sweet Nikki, who's loved and labored and serve so many people in this wonderful man and you put them together Lord Lord would you just relieve her of this pain and, and this uh, connective tissue with a lupus and father God uh, let it go you are you're able and I believe it's in, in many ways you are willing to because you love her so much you give your only son Lord Jesus thank you so much for our time together and I pray that we'd be able to connect again and you'll give uh, Bruce Uh, safety on the roads, traveling back and forth, and keep his whole family safe and good until we can share again. Thank you so much for the gift of music, and thank you so much, Jesus, for um, um, coming to die for us, that we can have a relationship with you, and truly be loved on. We love you, Father God, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen, brother.
0: Bless you, brother. We'll be in touch.
2: Bless you too, Ralph. Take it it easy, man.
0: See ya.